Hello and welcome to the Kinetic Fitness Show, where we inspire you to live a longer, healthier, happy, and more joyful life. We cover everything you need to know to be optimally healthy in your mind, body, and spirit. Are you ready to become the ultimate version of yourself? Well, let's dive into another episode with your host and guide by your side, Allie West. Boom. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of this podcast, The Kinetic Finish Show. Super grateful to have you on board. Whether you are a first-time listener or a returning listener, I'm always grateful for people that have taken the time, prioritized the time to improve their life. This is exactly what this podcast will do. It will help you to improve all areas of your life. And I have another great episode lined up for you today. My guest today is really, really inspirational. She speaks so well and for such a young woman she's only 25 years old she comes across with so much wisdom i thoroughly enjoyed recording this episode we had a great time you know when you just meet somebody and you just hit it off with that person straight away there's a good connection there's good vibrations between the two of you and that is exactly what i experienced with my guest today we had so much fun recording this episode and there's so many wisdom bombs truth bombs dropped in this episode my guest today is anya chong and anya is a three-time gold medalist at the southeast asia games so she represents malaysia and she's a national the malaysian national champion or has been the malaysian national champion for short track speed skating so that's skating on ice not on concrete or ramps or whatever so yeah she's a speed skater and Anya won three gold medals at the same games in 2017. She won all of her events, and as I mentioned, she's been a national champion for Malaysia and represents Malaysia. She's currently in Nottingham, so this worked out perfectly for me. She popped into the gym to see me. We had a great conversation that we're about to share with you guys, and she shares her story. But more importantly, we go into some what I think are really important topics. We talk about love and leading with love, hence the title of this podcast. We also talk about gratitude, about having core values, having a purpose. There's so many great areas that we touch on on this podcast and I'm sure you're gonna find it very, very inspiring and very, very useful for helping your own personal growth. I'm not really gonna say much more. I'm gonna let Anya tell her story, bring her, bring her in and share this wonderful episode that we recorded together with you guys. Hope you enjoy it, have fun, and enjoy the podcast. Hey Anya, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm brilliant. Thanks so much for taking your time out to come and speak to me. Uh, obviously, you're in Nottingham, so it makes life easier. We can do it face to face, but thanks for coming down. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Before we get started, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and a little bit of a backstory about you? Yeah, um, so I'm a national short track speed skater, and I was a three-time SEA Games gold medalist, and I skate for Malaysia. Um, So I think I have a bit of an interesting journey into the sport because a lot of people that are athletes are full-time athletes and they've been full-time since they were pretty young. A lot of them were homeschooled. I took a bit of a different path into sport in the sense that I started super late. I started short track when I was about like 16 years old, but at that point I wasn't even doing it seriously. I was doing it once or twice a week. So for most people that's almost like a hobby. And then I actually decided to go to law school here in Nottingham. So I went to University of Nottingham and studied law. And I sort of stopped skating while I was doing that. And then finished my exams. And a week later, I was in Korea with zero furniture. And I just thrown myself in the deep end to full-time training. So I went from doing like a few hours of training a week to eight hours every single day um, in a foreign country. (laughs) So... I think that probably speaks a lot to my personality. I'm very much a sprinter. I'm very like zero or a hundred. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I actually took myself back out of the sport for a year and a half. Um, I sort of struggled towards the end of my journey because of a lot of 
politics and just cultural issues and things that were going on. And I just needed to take a step back, bring myself back, get sort of my mental health and my well-being back in order. And then when I was ready, I kind of stepped back into the sport. So yeah, this is why I'm back. I think I'm back in a better way this time because I have a better perspective. And I think this time I'm doing it from the pure place of loving the sport and loving what I do and wanting to be here versus last time where I felt a little bit more like I couldn't stop because I'd committed to do something. Yeah. Um, so I think instead of being like, I have to be here, it's like, you know, I get to be here. Um, which Doing I think, it for you, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a... Cool. So explain to me and the listeners a little bit about getting into it so late. How did that affect your performance within the sport? But also you talked about the mental state of it as well. A lot of people, when they start it so young, they can adapt to a sport very easy and they can progress through mm -hmm. it over time. But obviously you came into it late. Just tell, tell us a little bit about how that affected things. So it's interesting because from a physical point of view, it's hard because when you start young, your body has already adapted. It's adapted to the lactic acid. It's used to the training load. My body, A, I think is more like short twitch. So anyways, the training load that it can handle is a lot lower. But in general, my body hasn't built up over the years to be able to take that training load. So that was hard. Um, it affected my immunity a lot. But I also think, and I think a lot of, I think there's always, you know, positives and negatives to any situation. But I actually think it was good because a lot of other people, their whole world is sport. And that's great. But I think for me, I like having the balance. I like that, you know, I obviously work part time as well. When I'm not working, you know, I can disconnect with sport. And, you know, when I'm tired from sport, I can disconnect and do something that's a lot more like intellectually challenging and challenges me in a different way. Um, do you think in a way that makes it easier, though, because a lot of people professional athletes and I've spoke to a lot of athletes I've worked with athletes and it's their life and sometimes it can take control of them and bog, bog them down so do you think that's worked in your favor it not being your the be all and end all of your life do you know what I mean yeah so what is really interesting about sport and I think it's a very high stakes game you know with business you work up for many many years and you know usually you get the progression and you get that promotion but Worst case scenario, nothing really bad can happen. Um, you don't lose everything. Whereas with sport, you can train for years and years and then within seconds lose everything you've worked up for. Yeah. So I think it's hard in that sense. There's a lot of pressure and it's very high stakes. Um, whereas I think in a traditional career path or other things that people do, it's very hard to lose it all. You can lose some, you can take a step back. You can, you know you know, sort of hit a roadblock or plateau, but you don't really lose everything instantly. And so I think the mindset then becomes very different. And people also feel like there is, that's it. They don't really have anything else. So if they lose everything, then they're left with nothing. And I think it's something that a lot of athletes struggle with because, because almost I think it's such a bubble I think it's very hard to take a step back and take perspective mm. and it's very hard to get, it's very easy to get caught up in that world and not realize, I think, yeah, the perspective and the long term. But also what I love about sport, which is I think why I moved out from working full time and wanted to pursue sport again was that I felt like what I was doing yes, there was growth, but it's again, not the same as sport. With sport, you get an immediate feedback loop. You know, within a week or two weeks or a month, you can immediately figure out whether what you've been doing has been helping you progress or whether you need to tweak something and how that has affected your performance. Whereas with like more traditional career paths, it's a lot longer time frames. Maybe every six months or a year you get a review or maybe it's per project based like every three to four months, but you don't get that immediate um, feedback yeah so do you think then the two the two different perspectives can take advantage from each other so a sports person can 
take some elements of business life or career life and put it into their practice and vice versa the people that are in that traditional yeah um, 100%, air quotes 100%. Can take ideas from sports people as well yeah and i think why a lot of people look for inspiration or whatever from sports people or athletes is because they do understand that sense of focus and that sense of i think putting 100% into something i think because that is entirely their whole world everything they do they eat sleep breathe that sport um you know from every single thing like even you know my coach used to say like rest time is also training because the way you rest and recover is also going to affect your training yeah so you know how much recovery you're having what sleep you're having even if you're not training you know you need to be thinking of like you know you can be doing mental work you can be doing all these other things that supplement it um but i think what i've learned and why i think the balance is really great is because sometimes you can get very stuck in that whereas i think having my career helps me to take that perspective and that long-term view and makes me sort of realize and this is something i think has not been natural for me but i've learned is that patience is also very important yeah for sure and as an athlete you're very impatient because you know every all the time that you have is so important and so i've recently actually been off for a week and a half with my knee and struggling and i'm like this week and a half is so important to training like a week and a half is ages for an athlete and a week and a half can set you back so much whereas obviously with korea if you go on holiday for a week like that doesn't affect anything but it's also taking the long term view and realizing okay let's be smart because you know it's not just every single day but we need to work for the end goal and i think sometimes it's very easy to lose focus of that yeah it's good to have like you know small goals so that you can take those steps forward but also have foresight of that long term plan and that long term view i think it's important to realize as well that everything happens as is and everyone's on their own journey so yeah. if you've had this injury quote unquote for a reason it's happened for a reason maybe Definitely. to show you something and Definitely. to point something out and to learn the lesson from it so everything happens when it should do that's yeah. that's the way i i 100% believe in that too i really think that like everything i i do believe that everything in the world is based on energy and so because it's true you know we're all made of like particles Matter. and atoms and yeah. all that and so everything is vibrational energy and so all the vibrational energy has effect on other things and so i think i do believe that things are put in your path at a certain time for a certain reason because further down the line it'll make some other effect or some other cause that is supposed to be happening when it's meant to um yeah yeah for sure Let's dig into to you then a little bit more because I'm keen to learn more about the person mm -hmm. rather than them just telling their story more about what makes them and what makes them successful. So first off, I want to know, do you have any personal core values or any things that you live by, any kind of purpose that you, you, you say that's how you live by and that's how you follow? Um, definitely. Um, I think in terms of like day-to-day I think the most important thing is to definitely lead with love. I think that is something that's people forget and you get very caught up, I think, in day-to-day -day things. And I do this all the time. Um, but if you choose to like lead whatever it is that you're doing with love for yourself, firstly, because I think that's very important and I think a lot of people forget that, and then to other people. Um, we had a hug when you came in. Yeah. Spread the love. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's really interesting because I actually do that all the time. I hug people. And then sometimes people are like, oh, no, that's like not really appropriate. But it's interesting because that breaks down the physical barrier straight away, um, which I think is really important. But sure. in terms of purpose, so it's really interesting because I had a really tough year that, yeah, I was training in Korea. Um, I dealt with a lot of like, you know, emotional abuse and a lot of like politics both within where I was training but also with my national country and I think what really helped me to push through that was for me I always had an overarching sense of like the reason that I, I obviously love what I do and sports really important but I loved it also because it gave me a platform and I liked having a platform because 
it meant that there were certain things that were I was really passionate about that I felt would be easier for me to affect change or spread my message when I had that platform. And there are two things that I think I'm really passionate about, which is like gender equality, um, but also mental health. And I think, especially being from Asia, that's two things that people don't really talk about mm. and we're very behind people in the West. Um, I think there's still a huge shame element when it comes to mental health, yet it's something that everyone deals with in some form or another, you know? And in terms of gender equality, obviously, like, I represent a Muslim country. Um, so it is something that I think is still, you know, in the process of progressing and there needs to be a lot of awareness and just a lot of like mindset change. Um, so that's two things that, yeah, I'm a very big advocate for. Yeah, it's, it's great things and great ways to live, love and and being passionate about gender equality. They're two massive things. And you mentioned the mental health as well, and that's on the rise, isn't it? More and more people are becoming yeah. aware of it. And yeah. there's more money going into it to help people with these issues. So it's powerful. To... And it's really interesting what you said earlier about like everything happens for a reason. And I think I've been, like there's certain things that have happened in my life that have completely changed me. And I think a lot of people view them and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so horrible. Like. But I take it from the place of actually not I'm or I'm at peace with them happening to me because I think they came into my life because if not for those situations happening, I wouldn't have been passionate about these things. And so I think almost an acceptance that they've happened because now it means that I can help other people. And if it's happened and I can help just one person then I think that was almost worth it yeah um are you happy to share some of these yeah of these course. things then because I think these are important to because everyone goes through the struggles day mm-hmm. to day and a lot of the time there's there's more struggles than there is good stuff but when you go through the struggles and you reach the good stuff or the highs I think it's worth it do you know what I mean when, yeah definitely. when that happens so can you share some of these these maybe challenges or life lessons that have happened I don't like to call them failures I think when when I emailed you I said failures and I don't like that yeah word. it's more life lessons because yeah I don't necessarily believe in failures so can you just share some of those with us yeah so I struggled when I was younger a lot with depression um and then I actually had an event and it was in Nottingham where unfortunately I got raped oh and God. I really hit rock bottom but I think in hindsight, it was a great growth experience for me in the sense that because I hit rock bottom, I almost felt, okay, I'm not going to let this person take away my power. And so I'm going to build myself from the ground up. And I think that was when I really became very passionate about, you know, like well-being and how to have a good mindset because I really needed to work hard on it. And, you know, I really did. And it also meant that I became very passionate about like gender equality and like, and then when I was in Korea, so then I had a year and I'd really built myself back up, had a great, you know, mindset in the sense that I think depression is very different from being sad. And so I could then, you know, understand how to and learn all these techniques to kind of clear my mind so that my mind was, you know, in a very like, positive and like healthy place and it was something that because I'd worked so hard and I'd almost felt like you know this bad thing had happened in my life but it had almost saved me and given me like a great perspective yeah because when something like sorry to interrupt you but when things like that happen I think you've got two choices haven't you it can make you or break you 100% definitely and so I think in that moment I decided yeah I'm not gonna give away my power I'm not gonna almost let him win and then moving forward from that I then went to Korea and you know I was in a situation where I think it's a very misogynistic society there's a lot of emotional abuse and I think I was put in the situation where I actually saw physical abuse going on and I think that triggered me because of 
that situation I was in where I had to deal with bringing back trauma basically and I think what I learned from that was just forgiveness and also I think I was meant to be in that place because I really do think that me being there I made him I think have a different sense of I think the way he then treated people was a bit different and I like to think I made a small positive change in him um, and it was really hard for me I think even just the like just being in that abusive environment and the thing I was the most scared of was you know I spent you know like a few years building myself back up building my mental health back up and at the end of the day that is the most important thing and if you know, as much as my goals were to go to the SEA Games, to go to the Olympics, if this is going to break that down, it's not worth it. You know, like my health and well-being obviously comes first. And then I actually had an incident when I was at the SEA Games, you know, with my coach where he was being like very emotionally abusive. The night before he was like screaming at me, throwing things at me. And then I also had like you know, the association that was playing politics with me, threatening me, like, like throwing out stupid threats, even like threatening my life or whatever. And it was crazy because I think everyone was so involved and there was so much going on and it was completely fine. I think I'm very good at dealing with the big things when things happen instantly. I think your body almost, I don't know whether it's the adrenaline that kicks in and you're like, okay, we just need to sort out the the situation. Yeah. We need to power through. Fight, flight, freeze. That's exactly. The options. <laughs> and and I went into, I very much remember, and this was, all this was happening like midnight, right before my competition. And the next morning I thought, and this is why I think it's so important to lead with love, because I decided to forgive everyone. And I think forgiveness is not for other people, it's for you. Mm, it's massive. And I became at peace with it. And I thought, you know, if I'm just angry at other people, it's not going to affect them. They're not going to care. That's what they want, but it will affect me. And so I just decided to, you know, come from a place of love and again, lead with love. And it's interesting because the weeks before, because of all the politics that had happened, I actually wasn't even training on the ice, which is just crazy. Any athlete that thinks that leading up to one of your biggest competitions, you would never like not train. Um, And so the position I was in physically on that day was nowhere near where I was supposed to be and to be honest I think physically I was probably definitely not the strongest person on the ice but mentally I thought there is no way I'm going to let these other people's actions affect me and so in my mind I just decided there's no chance I'm 100% going to win because you know I'm not going to let them have that power over me And so that's why I think mindset's so important because it was my mindset that won those medals for me because physically I wasn't in a good place at all. But moving on from that competition, I think once it all calmed down, I had all these residual things to deal with. And I remember standing on the podiums being like, this is great and I've won all these medals, but was it worth all these things that happened in the lead up? It wasn't. And then I struggled a lot post that with depression and anxiety. And it was also really interesting because I ended up finishing the season because I was like, I've committed to this. I need to go through the motions. Um, It meant obviously that I didn't qualify for the Olympics because I just wasn't even In the right space, yeah. Um, But I left thinking, okay, I'm going to leave this environment. I'm going to be great. I'm going to be back. Everything will go back to normal. But it didn't. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. They think, okay, the situation's happened. It's done now. Everything's going to be fine. But the body doesn't work like that. The body, I think, remembers a lot of traumatic events. And if you don't fully process and deal with them and heal, it doesn't go away. And I think a lot of times, and that's why I believe a lot in energy, I think that energy stays in your body. And sometimes it doesn't show up right away, but it does come back and it does come back out. So it took me over a year and a half to really deal with everything and be in a mind space where I thought was healthy and I was even ready to think about sport again. And in that time, people would always ask me like, 
you know, like, oh, are you going to go back to skating? And I just was like, I just need to work on myself. But I think coming back from it all, I am a lot wiser and stronger and just a lot more centered this time. So I think as much as I think at that time I didn't have the bandwidth to do, you know, there's a saying like, um, I think it's like, do your best. And then when you know better, do better. And I think I couldn't have done better in that situation. I was doing the best that I could, but now I know better. So now I can do better. And I would never, at the end of the day, people can do certain things to you, but you can then decide whether you want to give that control over you and whether you want to react. So I think now I'm in a position where I would never give my control away to someone else. And whether that's leaving the situation or just being able to understand that. And I understand it. I knew this in theory, but I don't think I could internalize it where I was like, these people are acting because, you know, they have some certain problem and they have, you know, whatever pain inside of them. And so they are also doing the best they can, but that is just, they're part of their own journey and it's nothing to do with me. And so whatever hate and pain they were projecting out to me, it wasn't about me. And it wasn't because they were trying to hurt me. It was just, that was their bandwidth at the time and whatever they were struggling and dealing with. Um, So, yeah, I think, like you said, everything happens for It takes time for people to realise that as well. For the guys listening in, you might be thinking, well, I could never get myself to that situation. But that's just about what you said earlier, working on yourself first and loving yourself first. And these changes and getting over traumatic experiences or depression or anxiety, it's not something that you can click your fingers and it happens overnight. You've got to keep working on it and working on it. And then only then when you keep working on yourself and loving yourself and, and practicing forgiveness, that is something huge. I think everybody should be doing that. It's something that I've started putting into my daily yeah. practices and not just forgiving others, forgiving yourself. Yes. Because at the end of the day, we're all a reflection of each other and we're all a projection of each other as well. Exactly. So yeah, you've got to take it time over time. I mean, you can't just rush into these things and think I'm going to be better overnight. So. And I think people always think like, you know, they treat other people very differently from how they treat themselves. And so they give a lot of love out to other people, then they forget to bring it back. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think you have to be able to love yourself first and forgive yourself first before you can truly give it out to other people. And, you know, a lot of times like say, I think a good way to think of it is to treat yourself the way you would treat like your best friend or your loved ones. You know, a lot of times you're going through a tough situation. You're like, why am I just not better why am I not doing this but then you think like would you say this you know to your best friend or to your I also think like what's the point that's my the way I look at it from a if you want to be more harsh and brash about it I think what's the point if you don't love yourself first if you don't look after yourself first because you will be able to project the highest vibration of love and give the most amount of love if you love yourself and internally love yourself on the highest possible level, then everything else will fall into line. Do you know what I mean? Or your health will fall into line. Your relationships will fall into line. And it's just a snowball effect if you're looking after yourself and loving yourself first. So you've got to, it's not, it's not being selfish. It's, it's what you was put here to do is to take care of number one. And then it can radiate out beyond that. Exactly. And you know what they say? Like you can't pour from an empty cup. I think that's exactly the same. And I think, we are always a work in progress and that's what is very hard to I think it's something that I'm always still struggling with where I always think okay like I should be here by now or I should be better and even with the, the depression <laughs> thing like you're not going to be 100% all the time your mindset's not gonna be 100% all the time and then when I would slip up or something I'd be like okay why am I not you know why am I not able to control my thought process or you know to realign right it it's not the right time but it's not just that, but I think it's like, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay because, you know, you're not there yet, but that's fine. We're like a work in progress and we're constantly improving and getting better. And so you don't need to be 100% right now. And we're always just trying to grow and be better than we were before. And so it's again, looking at the long-term view, you don't need to be, you know, whatever. You, it's like a marathon, right? You know, you don't need to run that straight away you progress and you work to it and you train and then eventually you run that 
but you don't need to be, you know, hitting, you know, your personal best every single day. That's not how it ever works. Yeah. One of one of my coaches sums that up perfectly with a with a quote and it's always stuck with me and he says growth is the purpose everything else is the result yeah which i think is just beautiful because yeah if you're constantly growing and constantly working on yourself whether it's little slow progress or it's massive progress you're gonna get you're gonna get some kind of result whether yeah. it's what you want or it isn't and it's, it's the same with training right even when you train like in order for you to improve almost you have a dip because you have all that hard training then your body gets fatigued but that's fine because you're not trying to you know hit your again all your best performances every single day as long as at the competition you're performing and i think it's very sim- similar in life like it is it's not just a constant progression upwards there'll be plateaus sometimes it'll dip a bit but once you dip actually when you improve then it's a much bigger jump so i think that's something that is very applicable to just daily life outside of sport as well yeah for sure the dips they're going back to what we said earlier they're like a lesson aren't they and Mm -hmm. but what's important is that you learn the lesson or take something from it and and progress and grow exactly because i think a lot of people they get shown the lesson shown the lesson and then they Mm -hmm. don't change Mm -hmm. and it's also it's also a bit like what did uh, Einstein say? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different yeah. result is the definition of insanity. Exactly. So you've got to you've got to take those lessons and put them into practice. But you'll keep getting shown that lesson until you make the change, won't you? Yeah, I believe that. For sure. Okay, let's talk about people that were around you when all these challenges were going on and you're going through these processes from what you've said so far it sounds like you did a lot of work and healing on mm-hmm. on your own but did you have a support system was there anybody that inspired you or anyone that stuck by you and gave you the support or did you just do it all on your own I always say it takes a village to raise an athlete and I think that's so true and I think that's in life as well you really need your su- support team you know it's like you know when you have an athlete you always have like a coach you have teammates you have a physio you have all these people around you trying to do the best and build you up and that's I think the same in life you know you need your your team around you because you're not going to be strong every single day you're not going to be great every single day but I'm really lucky to have amazing people around me and so when I can't be strong they lift me up and I think what I've learned from when I was younger is that it's so much more important to have a few great people that matter for sure. And a lot of people around you. And, and I as think... you get older, that circle grows smaller and smaller. Yeah. The bonds become tighter and tighter. And I just think that, you know, they say you are the average of the five closest people around you. But also the energy of the people around you affects you, your life, what you do on a daily basis and how you feel. And so I think now I'm very protective of my energy and... I'm very protective of my peace, so I'm a lot pickier with who I surround myself with and the kinds of people I surround myself with because if I let people with, you know, negative energy into my realm, then that affects me. And so I think, yes, I'm the kind of person that, you know, wants to help everybody and all that kind of stuff, but like you said, if you don't, like, protect yourself first and, you know, have love for yourself first... You can't give that out. You can't help everyone as well and you can't vibe with everyone. This is what I've struggled with maybe myself. I've always grown up as one of those people that tries to please everyone. Yeah. And you can't do it and you're not always going to vibe with, with everyone. You might only vibe, like you say, with two or three people. But I think if you're really vibing heavily with those people and you're touching those people's lives, mm-hmm. then the resonance of, of love is going to be more powerful as well. And of, of all the good things, not just love, positive vibes, all of that kind of stuff. But I think it's important as well that you are subjected to some negativity or some bad things every now and then, every now and again, sorry. So you've got that, the, the balance, the middle part, the equilibrium, so to speak. You can't, yeah, just, it's, you it's can't be, you can't be, life's not all, sunshine and rainbows it can't be positive all the time i'm a positive person i'd say 95 percent of the time Mm -hmm. i put out the positive vibes but you still need some of that 
negative polarity, I guess, to to have the balance. Well, again, Do you I believe think that? a good analogy is like, you know, with weight training, where essentially what weight training is, is you're, you know, stretching and pulling the muscles and tearing the fibers down so that you can regrow them stronger. And you can keep lifting the same weight. And I'm sure at some point, you know, you're not going to be tearing those fibers, but then you're never going to be growing. Mm. So I think life is like that. You're literally, I think challenges are tearing those fibers so that you can regrow stronger. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What are some of the people then that are, you said you've had this, these people around you? Are they friends? Are they family? Or is it a combination? What are the people that have been like the, the solid rocks and the strong foundations for you that have been around you? Who are they? Yeah, I have like my boyfriend's obviously a huge support and my family as well and friends, I think. And also even now, like being in Nottingham, being away from my support system. Yes, to a certain extent, it's difficult. But I think if you have a great support team, it doesn't really matter where you are. And, you know, I went through a hard week for the last week and a half because I wasn't sure what was going on, if I was getting injured. And I think I was just so grateful because I have so much love in my life and that's something not a lot of people have. And so no matter what happens, I'm already so blessed because I have love. And, you know, you forget to remember that not everybody has that. Not everybody does have love and support around them. And if you even just have one person, you're actually already so blessed. And that's why I think like gratitude is so important. And I try to practice that every day, like gratitude stacking, because it's how my day the, starts and ends. Yeah, because, every single because, day. Like what people don't realize is gratitude is a one emotion where you can't feel a conflicting emotion at the same time. You can be like, you know, happy and still be like angry at someone, or you can. But when you're grateful, you can't feel grateful and angry. You can't feel grateful and mad. You can't feel grateful and fearful. Hmm. And so I think, and it's interesting because I was talking to someone about it who, you know, prays and what people don't realize is that's the same thing. That's why that's so helpful because it, yeah. it is gratitude. It's remembering what you're thankful for and what you do have. And it's really interesting too, because, you know, the way the brain works, it's like, if you say like, don't think of a green pig, the first thing you think of is a green pig. And so if you actually start to be thankful and grateful, you start to see all the things that you do have. And I think again, with energy, then that attracts energy and good things and good people into your life. Yeah. I think if people can start doing one th one thing, or I'd say three things, that but they are, are all technically the same thing, is the gratitude, the prayer, and the affirmations. I think yeah. just those three things, and we spoke about breathing and other things as well, which are important, but I think if you can do those, which are all technically the same thing, it can have a, just a massive impact. I started doing a gratitude journal uh november 2017 i've done it every single day since and i've everything i've done in my life has probably had the biggest impact mm -hmm. it's so so I powerful agree. my day starts with prayer i'm not a religious person but mm -hmm. I, I i say my prayers i mm -hmm. say my affirmations i write in my journal that's how my day starts and that sometimes meditation can dip in and out sometimes breathing practices or mm -hmm. training can dip in and out but that never goes the gratitude journal never goes it's always there and I'm hoping that I can look for into look back, sorry, in a few years and just say, wow, look how far I've come. And I think that's another good thing that it's, it's powerful for is reflection as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I do the same thing. Like I do like gratitude and I do, and I meditate every day, even if it's just for a few minutes. Yeah. Even if it's, even if you only have like two minutes, I think it makes such an impact on your day because meditation comes in different forms, doesn't it? I think exactly. a lot of people get bogged down and think, and I think it's closing your eyes form. and zen in or whatever, yeah. but that's not what it is. So And I think prayer is a form yeah. of meditation too. And I think that's why it's so powerful and you know, people resonate so much with religion is because it has all those elements, you know, like leading with love and, you know, gratitude and some form of meditation. Yeah. We're not going to go down that route <laughs> with the religion because we could get <laughs> we could start a whole other podcast with that for sure. No, but yeah, I completely I completely agree with everything you're saying. Talk to me then about what are your your fears? Are you happy to share with 
with the listeners and myself some like things that you're fearful of because everyone has fears they come in different forms again Mm -hmm. but what are you what are some of your fears in life i think obviously one of my big fears is obviously my mental health and it coming back um what i've learned from that is that to understand that it will in the sense that i'm not going to be 100 percent all the time there might be one or two days but that's okay and i think I use that phrase, that's okay, a lot because I think it just helps you to remind yourself that it's all right. It's all right if you slip up sometimes or it's all right to have bad days. It's all right to not have everything together. And it just reminds yourself to be a bit kinder on yourself. And that acceptance almost means that rather than being fearful of something, being like, oh my gosh, what if I have this bad day? And it almost snowballs and makes it worse accepting that something will happen it may happen and that's all right if it does happen actually all of a sudden takes away all of the power of that fear and I think something that I'm always on a journey to keep improving and working on is to love myself I Mm. think not a fear per se but I do struggle with and I think it's something a lot of people struggle with is this idea of you know being enough and that's why I think at my core, that's something I struggle with. And I'm probably at my core a little bit insecure maybe. But that's why I think, you know, like these daily affirmations and this meditation and everything every day is so important. And I think what people don't realize is that, you know, for example, say when you're learning something at school, say you're learning math, you know, you start slowly and then you keep exercising and growing and learning more. And I think that's with, our personas and our like mentality as well you know you learn more you get these tools and techniques to help yourself to grow and get better and in that way you can almost arm yourself with skills to get better at that certain you know subject so it's like you know going in the first day and having someone speaking to you in foreign language and you're like oh I don't really know how to do this but then you slowly learn and grow and I think people just think that their mindset is something that is the way it is and they don't realize that you can have tools and techniques to help you to grow that and get better mm. it's not something that's stagnant yeah it's something you can improve upon yeah well it's been proven by science yeah. now hasn't it with neuroplasticity you can yeah exactly. literally change everything with a single thought or a single word that you say to yourself it yeah it's been proven as well that you can change your whole biological makeup just by your thoughts and and the things you say. So I completely agree with that 100%. There's two things that I wanted to point out whilst they're fresh in my mind that you said, which was one about being hard on yourself or maybe a bit insecure. And I think inherently human beings are quite tough on themselves and we're wired up to be a bit harsh to ourselves. I'm definitely guilty of that myself and it's something that I'm working on. But as you said, you can change it. You can change it by these techniques and these skills that we've we've talked about. For people then that are maybe a bit lower with their vibration at the moment, maybe they're struggling, maybe mm-hmm. they're in a situation where they're listening to this and they, they think, oh, that all sounds well and good, but how do I see my way out of things? What tips and skills other than the things we've mentioned would you give to these people that maybe are struggling a little bit more maybe are not vibrating mm-hmm. as high what would be your one to two kind of tips that you'd give to them to to, to start doing or start putting into practice to, one to help thing them i really like to do and i think this is something that's really important when you're feeling a bit down on yourself is i like to think of moments that you're proud of and to really imagine them feel them you know use all the senses And then keep thinking of moments that you're proud of or like moments that you're happy because then your body starts to learn and feel those things and then it can internalize that and it's very easy for your body to almost forget what that feels like. And so I think that number one is very important. Obviously, I think gratitude is very important. I think from a, a starting point, if 
you know, you're struggling with stuff, number one, you have to do is gratitude. And that's something that's so easy, but, you know, brings you back to a place of, you know, just taking that first step. What about these people and, then that say, sorry, one of the, these people that say, oh, well, what have I got to be grateful for? How would you answer yeah, that one? So when I first started, I remember I would have a bad day and I was like, yeah, I, you know, today went shit. There's literally nothing I can think of. And it's even going, today I'm grateful because the sky was blue. Maybe there's not a lot of that in the UK, but <laughs> or, or it could be something like today I'm really grateful because the bus on came back. on time and it's really small things. And I think you just start with those small things and it's fine. You don't need the big things. You don't need to say I'm grateful because today, you know, I accomplished some big things. It's even just little things. Yeah, and, and if it's... you can practice that every single day, it starts to grow. And it's okay as well. What I think a lot of people need to realize is okay to repeat yourself as well. If you yeah. journal for five days and you're grateful for the same three things five days on a chart, there's absolutely mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. You don't have to keep thinking of mm -hmm. new things because again, you're reprogramming yourself, aren't you? You're putting those the, the good the good things into your body. Yeah. Your brains are getting wired up how it's meant to be wired up. So if you do repeat the same things, I'm grateful for food, I'm grateful for water, I'm grateful for shelter, five days yeah. on a truck. That's okay. You don't have yeah. to think of new things every single day. It's just the practice of doing it that's important. Exactly. And then the other thing I think I like to do is, and it doesn't matter if you don't know even how to do it, but I like to, at the end of the day, like put my hands on my heart and just first give love to myself and just, you know, whether I think to, for people that haven't done it before, just almost imagine that energy and that love and give that to myself. Give that obviously to other people, my loved ones, but also give it to the people that I quote in that way hate or people that you dislike or struggling with. Um, and I think that's made a massive, massive difference for me. Yeah. And that's why I say like one thing that's really important to me is to lead with love, love for myself and love for others. Because I think that completely changes your vibrational energy and how you go into the world and how you view things and how you do things. Love is the, love is it. That's everything. It's the source vibration. And I, and I think <laughs> at the end of the day, what people truly seek and want in love is love. Yeah, for sure. Um, Even if they don't say it, they yeah. are. <laughs> but obviously, like you said, in order to love other people, you need to first love yourself. Yeah, and that's a good practice to do. It's just literally look in the mirror and just say, I love myself. Yeah. I love Ali. I love Anya. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, it's so powerful. And also it's telling yourself that you've done a good job. Yeah. Even if you think you've maybe had the shittiest or the worst day in the world, you can just say to yourself or look at yourself and say, I did a good job. I've done well today. That's, that's just powerful on its own. Just saying things like that, affirmations and mirroring techniques that they're, they're so, so powerful. No, and it's I not airy fairy agree. stuff either. It's not, you might be listening to this and think, oh, that doesn't work. It's a bit cheesy. But you and I are proof, and not just yeah. you and I, millions of people exactly. around the world are proof that it works. And it's, as I said, it's been proven by science that this stuff works. So. And again, I think people think of these things as, yeah, like you said, being airy fairy because they're like, oh, it's just, you know, woo stuff. You just think thoughts, but how can you thinking thoughts affect something? And AI said, like, we are literally all made of vibrational energy. It's hard to think that because you think, oh no, us people are solid. But that's what science says. And there are all these people where with their mind, they can literally change body conditions. Like they can have like significant features on their body that like warts and whatever stuff and that can disappear. Yep. And that's a medical condition. And how are these people doing that? That's yeah. literally with their mind. I was listening to a Deepak Chopra podcast the other day about when he was first uh, a medical doctor and he picked up some wrong notes mm -hmm. uh, for a patient and he actually did they did all the bloods and stuff and he told a patient that he had cancer when he actually didn't have cancer and they did the bloods on him again and his blood chemistry had actually changed to like yeah. towards what it'd be like to have cancer just because yeah. he'd been told it and his body and his mind start to think it so it's so powerful. And another example is, and I don't believe in coincidences, there are no coincidences. How many times have you been driving and you say, light turn green, light turn green, and it's turned yes. green. 
so your mind is so powerful and the like say the vibrations you put out are so powerful and we can sense this without us maybe even knowing it whether it's a strong or a, a weak vibration our body internalizes that within milliseconds of meeting someone like when we first yeah. met i knew straight yeah. away that we was going to vibe but i've met people before and maybe even people that have come into my business or come onto a podcast and it's just not the vibrations just not there it's just not mm-hmm. flowing it's not mm-hmm. working so this stuff it's, like you say it's not airy fair it's true it works it happens it's part of life part of the universe but we just need to be a bit more aware about what we're putting out and what's coming back to us and i think also it's the little things that you do every single day that make up the big things and there's this quote that i heard the other day that i love and it says like it's not it's not the mountains you climb it's the pebble in your shoe and i was like that's so true like actually climbing the mountains not the hard part it's all these little things that kind of hit you that actually it's just a pebble in the scheme of things you would think it's not a big deal but that's what people struggle with and so if you can do these small things daily actually that has a much bigger effect on your life you don't need to like accomplish the big things every day but if you can get all the small things right every single day that's what helps you to accomplish the big things yeah compound it's compound effect isn't it yeah there's a good book called the compound effect for anyone that's listening that's exactly what you just said it's about making small habitual changes daily it's by darren hardy compound effect very good book that people should read to make small daily improvements for sure and i think people look at athletes all the time and they're like oh it's different for you because you know you're so disciplined and you're so hardworking. And what people don't realize is you're, you don't like pop out as a baby and you're just more a more disciplined baby. It's just habit, mm. you know? And if you just do that same thing every day, eventually that habit builds and then you get discipline. But that actually just comes from repetition. Yeah, and we're also in this environment now, the world we live in where we're subjected to our social media and there's nothing wrong with social media. There's a lot of good things about it but we're subjected to ideas that quote unquote, however you quote successful or being successful, that their life is just all rosy and everything's fine. And it's not like people that are inverted commas, living their best life. They still have the struggles and the internal struggles and the external struggles that all of us have. It's not, it's not all, as I said earlier, it's not all sunshines and rainbows. Everyone goes through the ups and downs, but if you can, take on these ups and downs mm-hmm. and get to the top of the mountain or to enlightenment or to the end of your life and look back and say look all these things that i went for all this bad shit that happened all these lessons that i've learned they were all worth it and they all meant something like what you just said the pebble in the shoe that then that's that for me is a good way to look at things in a good what, life what i really urge people to do is to go on social media and look through the people and really go through and say are all these people benefiting me? Because I think a lot of times people follow all kinds of people, celebrities and stuff. And at the end of the day, you're still putting that into your, you know, vibrational space. And so to just really only follow people where, you know, they feel positivity towards it. They're gaining some kind of, you know, positivity from it. Or whether it's like looking at the, content and it brings some kind of positivity and value into them and if it doesn't to really get rid get rid of it yeah we mentioned this on a previous podcast with with megan kearney episode number 48 and she said the same thing um because it's the first thing that you like most people look at in the morning i know and that is literally the first thing that comes into your day and most of it is not filled with positivity for sure it's like the news people pick up and exactly. straight into BBC News or CNN and yeah. most of the time is is bad stuff. So, And it's so sensationalized. Like even with the news, people don't realize is that. So it's interesting because actually the world is better off now than it's ever been. Yeah, for sure. This is what people don't realize. Whether it's you know, less murder, less poverty, war. Exactly. Less, yeah. And yet there's so much more fear and why is that that's because what we're being subjected to and the news is sensationalized because it needs to make headlines there needs to be something for them to report they can't always report everything's fine everything's good it's and so people think that we're worse off but actually this point in life we're the best we've ever been Mm. 
So going back to earlier when we spoke about fears, and this came up on a previous podcast as well, that fear is just a story that you tell yourself. It's exactly. just a, a yarn that you spin in your head. Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly telling yourself that the world's an unsafe place or you're going to go out and you're going to get bombed by a terrorist bomber or whatever, then you can't live like that, can you? You can't live like that. If you, if, if you think that that is what's going to happen, then maybe it will, but maybe it won't. Do you know what I mean? And bringing back to what you said about the cancer, it's really interesting because a lot of times people struggle like, should I tell the patient or not? Because a lot of times the minute you tell someone that they have cancer, you know, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whereas a lot of times when they don't tell them, they actually live for much longer. Yeah. It's another universal law that we yeah. that we haven't spoke about, which is the law of attraction. Exactly. So if you attract that, and I say this to people, I say this to my own family, like, if you keep saying you're unwell and you're having a bad day, then what do you think you're going to have? What do you think you're going to attract? What do you think mm-hmm. the universe is going to bring to you? Exactly that. So going back, all, all of this ties in together, going back to what you said earlier about affirmations and what we mentioned about gratitude. If you, if you be technically programming yourself mm-hmm. with the, with the right stuff, like you'd program your computer or you'd program your car. But also, again, I think with the saying, you know, I'm having a bad day or A, it's the repetition of what you're telling yourself. But what I've also noticed is a lot of times when someone says they're having a bad day or they're upset, if you look at their body language and their posture, usually they're slumped over, you know, their shoulders are forward, their head is down and they're looking down. And something that's also so easy is to just change your body physique. If you stand taller, if you push, push your chest out, It's like they say, you know, the Superman thing. If you stand there for five seconds in the Superman pose, you feel so much better. Yeah. And it's just all about changing your body because changing your body physique changes your mental and your mindset. Yeah, it's all intertwined. Exactly. That's why we promote mind, body and spirit on this show because you can't have one without the other, in my opinion. They're all intertwined together. Yeah. Awesome. I think we're going to start wrapping things up. This went in a completely different direction <laughs> yeah. than I expected it to, but that's good. Yeah, this is, that was great. It's been brilliant. I've really, really enjoyed it. And I think we've really pulled out some golden nuggets. And mm-hmm. I think the listeners, I'm pretty sure, not think, I'm sure the listeners are going to take a lot of great information from this. So I appreciate you sharing your wisdom. How old are you? And you're sorry, I don't I'm even 25. know. I'm 25. 25, a lot of wisdom for a 25 year old. So it's good. I and love I think it. just to end off, what I'd like people to sort of go out and try and practice and it's something that's very small and to most people I think seems insignificant but it's just to every single day try to give one person one compliment because a I think again giving out that love is so strong but also you never know how much that means to the other person yeah it's something so small and it could literally be anything from something even really silly like oh I really like your shorts or very pretty or thank you for helping me to do that this. can change someone's day or, can't it? exactly yeah. or even just your loved ones like all the time yeah we love the people we love but we forget to tell them yeah. forget to tell them like thank you so much for doing this and just being in my life and because you think people know but actually saying it out to people really i think makes a huge difference and it can make such a big difference in someone else's life yeah for sure it's also the same when we go back to social media, a lot of people are frightened to, to say something or put their message out on social media because of the fear, maybe again, telling yourself a story that isn't even true of what might happen or what mm-hmm. other people might think. But you may just have 10 followers. Followers don't mean anything, by the way. You might just have 10 yeah. followers on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but you put a message out and that resonates with just one of those 10 followers that could change their day. That's massive. You're and technically, that's, that's you're changing matters. the world. You're that's changing all that matters. World. Yeah, and that's all that matters. So that's a paying it forward. I love that. It's a great thing to do. Yeah. Awesome. Two things to finish then. Where can my listeners, the listeners, go to find out more about you? Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Anya Chong, and that's just A-N-J-A-C-H-O-N-G. Yeah, and your Instagram is is awesome. That's how we connected. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And we always finish the show with a favorite quote and you've already dropped some quotes already, but have you got a favorite quote or maybe something that you live by just to end the show and it can be one of your own or something from somebody else? 
just hit us with a quote to finish i think in terms of um personally something that i repeat every single day and i like to follow every single day is just to be kind to yourself and be kind to other people perfect <laughs> love it thanks so much high great, fives thank you. <laughs> great great chat and i look forward to putting this out and sharing it with the listeners thank you so great. much thank you so much for having me no problem That's a wrap on another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, peace and love.